0: Madrasa on a
1: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome here to another episode of our program Madrasa on Air Developing Islam in Me I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and I'm going to be in studio and in your company up until 4 o'clock this afternoon alongside special guests in studio none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Now before we head into the segment, you know I've told you several times just a gentle reminder with regards to the workshop that is going to be taking place that's going to be on the 11th of March inshallah at the Siddiqui Masjid, this time it's going to be in Elsie's River so we do urge you to bring a friend along and to come along as well and enjoy an innovative and interactive session with regards to the workshop that Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams is going to be having and if you have facilities regarding your computer or even your cell phone, then head on to our website www.vocfm.co.uk and you can download the registration form from there. But with further ado, let me greet my guest in studio. Assalamualaikum Sheikh
0: Waalaikumsalam how is
1: she doing this afternoon?
0: i Alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah. just a bit saddened that it's Thursday and now next week and Monday I'll have to wait for another episode of Madrasa on E. It's getting Allahu so interesting. But she, let us start off by saying first thing is first. We're going into our final first segment being Knowing My Lord. And here we want to urge you if you have any questions relating to the topic that Sheikh is going to be speaking about or the segment that Sheikh is going to be covering, that is Knowing My Lord, you can send through your questions through to the WhatsApp number on 072. 238-0712 alternatively sent and an SMS to 47913 I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh now to continue where we last up yesterday and that is going to be in our segment Knowing My Lord. Sheikh Bismillah
0: Shukran bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi wahdawassadat wassadamu adaman la bi ba'ad Rabbi shrahli sadri wa li amri wahlu l'ugdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma allimna bima yanfa'una wa manfa'ana bima allimtana warazukna alman yadhal jalali wal ikram Assalamu alaikum wa, wa Barakatuh. Alhamdulillah all oh, thanks and praises due to Allah till always and forever and love and salam to our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wasalam himself, his family, his friends and all those who has followed this path may Allah grant us to be amongst him Ameen Amin Ya Rabbil Alameen May I accept all of us Before we actually go into the section called Knowing My Lord Let us make the f- the opening du'a If you do not mind I put, I'll, all, I'll put our hands together A'udhu <laughs> Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi Wahda wassalatu wassalamu ala man la nabiya ba'd رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل ابتتلاء من لساني يفقه قولي برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين رب اغفر لي ولوالدي وارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا ربنا اغفر لنا وللمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa Ashabihi wa barik wa sallim Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Shukran jazakumullah khir for all our listeners out there um, uh, People, in, in knowing my Lord, we yesterday did dealt with the area called coming to identify the Uluhiya of Allah and seeing what has happened in the generations before us of how did mankind identify the Uluhiya and identify the Rububiyya of Allah and this we've said takes a major step on establishing Iman it is the base of everything that we need to do in our life you see if we have Rububiya uh, of Allah, but we lack uruhiyah of Allah, which means if we identify Allah, the powers and the might and the quality in the sun and the moon and the stars and everything of Allah's powers and the sea and the mountains and all those, and you and me and the our, our actions and our, our, our thoughts, and our, we see and we hear, these are all the Rububiya of Allah. Now, the rububiyyah of Allah, many people before us has accepted the rububiyyah of Allah and have identified to that. But Allah ta'ala wants you and me to be able to develop from the Rububiyyah to the uluhiya. And the uluhiya, as we've said, is simply the fact that you and I identify Allah as in His rububiyyah, But through His Rububiyyah we come to realize that nobody but nobody deserves to be worshipped except Allah and we do that we give unto him when he commands we follow him when he instructs we do so when he advises we take to his advice when he prevents us we abstain from those things and this is worshiping something you and i as muslim our worship is for allah and for allah alone and that is the most important and the most significant thing if that is in place we open the door for islam for each and every one of us and then the door opens up for islam what do i mean by open up the door for islam um inshallah in the in the, in the next segment inshallah we I, I hope i'm just gonna touch on that segment. opening the door for islam for each and every one of us right but it's important that you and i understand that Uluhiya is not Rububiya. But Uluhiyah is the cause and the base for my Islam. Many of us are saying about Islam and we speak a lot of things about the Rububiyah of Allah. Now the Rububiyah is always there. Allah wants from us outside of committing ourselves to Allah. And that is Uluhiyah our submission to Allah, our acceptance of Allah's command, our listening attentively to Allah's presentation and we abstain from, us being able to hear what Allah says what we must do when it comes to our parents, for example, that we need to be able to respect uh, uh, all other human beings, that we need to be able to to care and have compassion. These are Allah's uh, commands. So you and I we do so only for the sake of Allah And we identify that as Rububiyyah I mean, I'm sorry We identify that as Uluhiyyah Meaning, I am responding I am reacting I am following up as Allah's command Reacting to what is my duty To be able to do as shown to me As commanded to me by Allah And His Messenger Muhammad Sallallahu that tells us and we've looked last the thing that we dealt with in our last lesson was we were dealing with nabi ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam and looking at a, a, a few things that he was dealing with and allow me just to remind us of what we did yesterday we were looking at nabi ibrahim and his family the section of his family which we spoke about sayyidatina hajra whom allah decided to be the mother of the of the, the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the great mother of this ummah, your mom and mine, the the mother of all of us. She was a black woman, she is originally African, she was a slave prior, and Allah has selected her to be elevated to the great status to become the mother. Of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Nabi Nabi Muhammad, and these whole Ummah identify her to be the great mother of us.
1: The time is now twenty past. We are in our first segment, being knowing my Lord, and I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh just to recap as to where Sheikh stopped before the break. Sheikh Bismillah.
0: <laughs> and yes, Mina, we were before the break. We were just mentioning the a recapping on what has happened in, in the lesson before. Uh, and, and, and we've identified the fact that Sayyidatina uh, Sara happened to be the mother of the Sa'umma. And we are absolutely proud to be the great, 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 great children of this great Nabi Nabi Ismail and his mother The wife of Sayyidina of Sayyidi Nabi Ibrahim Alayhi Salatu Wasalam Um we've seen how Allah has tested this family, Nabi Ibrahim himself. We've looked at some of the tests that Allah has put onto Nabi Ibrahim and his wife and his child. We, especially in the last lesson, spoke about what happened at the moment when Nabi Ibrahim came Back to them to visit them and also to come and tell the son that I have seen in a dream that I slaughter you. And what has happened there and how Allah has selected the moment to be able to give unto Nabi Ibrahim a gift specifically for the fact that he, he and his son has adhered to Allah's call. Now wa la illa billah. I just want to recap because I uh, I think from uh, we ended at that moment there and I want to just Carry on there after the recap, if you don't mind. What then happened with Nabi Ibrahim, remember we said he was trying to slaughter his son, he found it difficult, he put the the knife onto a rock, and it split the rock, and and, and then he went back to the the, the neck of his son, and he pierced the the, the knife onto it, and unfortunately it wouldn't cut, and again he did that to the rock, and the rock uh, split again. And this time, his son said to him, "Dad, don't be afraid." The father, the father is, is the child is thinking, "Daddy is not doing his job properly because Daddy is probably be on his nerves or whatever." And he tries to console his dad and to tell him, "Daddy, you're doing this for the sake of Allah. Carry it out. I'm patient. I'm, I'll be there. I, 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 just, just, just do it, and, and please, Daddy." Now, he, he was now trying to assist and help the dad And Nabi Ibrahim then decided Okay, I'm going to put my all my effort in And to cut this to be a proper cut But Nabi Ibrahim knew very, very well His knife was absolutely sharp It is absolutely It was probably you couldn't find a sharper knife at that moment Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah And at the, the, fact, the fact that the knife is so sharp Nabi Ibrahim felt uncomfortable knowing that He's not getting the response of what he's supposed to do and this is the command of his lord allah and he's supposed to be able to respond to that command of allah and at that moment when he was doing this after his son had spoken to him and he puts in all his effort at that moment he heard the cry of a sheep subhanak laha he looked around and Jibaril was standing next to him, saying to him, Allah Ta'ala has seen this. And Allah mentions this in the Quran, and Allah says, The fact that the two of you, the father and the son, has become submissive to Allah, was prepared to show Allah, they recognize Allah as Rabb in Rububiyyah, but they also realize that their submission needs to be coming in what they call unuhiya, when Allah commanded that they need to show that Nabi Ismail has shown his dad I know you daddy I know who you are and where you come from I know your type of personality I know you've been even now you weren't around my, me all the time my mom has fed me with all the information to allow me to only respect and revere you and to recognize that you are my dad and I must not even look for one moment at the fact that you're not here and The fact that you are out there, you are busy with the command of Allah and I asked the mom, would actually or my mom would actually guide the son to be able to lie him to, to only recognize that his dad is the best of people and he must be able to show his total respect to his dad and commitment and care and love and support and recognize if his dad is giving him advice or giving him command he must execute that in maximum but this moment his dad said to him my son what is your view How do you, what do you think about this and the son said for knowing who my dad is i'm not going to respond to him as to what is vi- what he wants for my view i would want to tell him i know you and i know you are submitting to allah and as i know you're submitting to allah i want to show you i want equally to be a good son to you my dad i want to be as the true slave of allah he says i hope my dad i will be of those people who are patient to Allah. When the commands of Allah come and when it's uncomfortable and unbearable and Allah force me and Allah command me and Allah instructs me or oh Allah prevent me, I must have all the patience and ready to carry out my duty. la illa what does, make, what does this make you and I feel like When we think of this great Nabi, Nabi Ismail To have said such beautiful words to his father And his commitment to Allah May Allah grant all of us To recognize the greatness in The rububiyah of Nabi Ibrahim to his Nabi And the greatness of the Rububiya of Nabi Ismail That they showed to Allah Shouldn't you and I be ready If Allah goes about to relate this in the Quran. Telling us about it. Showing us very very clear. And making this sunnah the act of what happened with Nabi Ibrahim. A continuous sunnah every year and every year right through the end of time. There will always be people who need to do the slaughtering of a sheep in recognition of the submission of Nabi Ibrahim and his son Ismail. Because of their submission to Allah. Allah has given this a sunnah to your. Humanity. And Allah keeps the Sunnah alive just to remind us it's all about rububiya, the honor that all of us need to when Allah commands, we are ready to, inst- to, to, to fulfill. May Allah make us Muslimin. May Allah grant us to be equal to the, our great father, Nabi Ibrahim, and his great son, Nabi Ismail, and their the, the mother, the, the mother of Nabi Ismail, Sayyidatina Hajra, and so, so Isma, Sayyidatina Sara these were wonderful people. Allah selected them to be worthy of that status. Allah has given them. You and I most probably were not worthy of. That's why you and I are not that. So let us give them the honor and dignity that they deserve, and let us strive and cry and beg Allah that you and I may follow that path and live that to be able to benefit from the processes of what Allah has given to the uh, uh, of uh, Nabi Ibrahim and his family. May Allah's mercy, he's all of them insha'Allah. I think by that, there, there's quite a few other things that happens in the life of Nabi, uh, Nabi Ismail as well. And again, Nabi Ismail was that type of person who was ready to execute and do what Allah wants for them to do, right? And and, and we see one such thing as one of the occasions after the demise of the mother, Sayyidatina Hajra. Um, uh, and, and Ismail got married. Um, Allah sent Nabi Ibrahim again to visit And as we've said prior Nabi Ibrahim constantly from time to time Allah allowed him to come and visit his family but this day when he got there and he found his wife his son got married and she, uh, and he, he found that the mother of the house is not there and the son is married now and there is a wife he didn't introduce himself as to who he is he didn't say I'm the dad he didn't say where's my wife he didn't mention he just looked at what the circumstances is and he asked the wife um uh, uh, where's this person uh, ismail and, and and she spoke and and, and uh, Nabi Ismail asked her certain questions and Nabi when Nabi Ismail asked her the questions Nabi Ismail found that she's one of those wives that wants to complain. I she complains and complains and complains like many of the women today. Complain, and complain, and complain, and complain. Allah complain is their life. They, they they complain more, million times more than ever, showing appreciation to their husbands, who goes out of their way to be able to serve them, to help them, to assist them. They cannot. When are you saying thank you? You've got a husband? This other woman who doesn't have a husband. So shouldn't you be excessively appreciative? And besides the fact, then this husband do whatever he can, and you can just all the time find all the errors and all the mistakes. He's human. He's not a perfect being. But so you have many other faults, and was probably you make life more uncomfortable for him. Try to show appreciation. That appreciation, according to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is Rububiya to Allah is your baby as a wife of the modern day and time your to Allah is when Allah has granted you a husband to break your back in showing the fact that you appreciate the fact that Allah has given you a partner not you you haven't chosen him you didn't decide that it's my man or it's my friend. no 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 our partners has been selected and given to us by Allah so let us show Allah we appreciate them now the bill don't get me wrong but listen to what happened when Nabi Ibrahim saw this woman and just complaining, 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 complaining. Nabi Ibrahim said to her, Do me a favour, when your husband come back, um, tell him that uh, I send my love and salam to him. Uh, and, and tell him that uh, I say to him, he must change his doormat. He must change his doormat So when Nabi Ismail got home that evening Immediately he sensed, I, I find the scent of my dad around He must have been here Now this is the Anbiya Allah's granted them The ability immediately he could sense that And so he engaged his wife And asked her tell me uh, Was it somebody? somebody? Yes, and she described the old man and Nabi Ibrahim, Nabi Ismail, then made the request of having to ask, uh, uh, like like any. Uh, so, so what did you do to the old man? No, 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 no. I didn't do anything. He was the old man that came as a traveler. I don't know him. I don't know who he is. And she she left a message that showed comfort, as if the old man had come with us. That is what she left to her husband. Not knowing what. She told, he, she doesn't tell him what she told the, the, uh, 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 his father about who he is. And so he asked, and so what did the old man do? What did he say? Is there any message? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The old man said, I must say to you that, um, he sends his love and salam to you. And he tell me, I must tell you to be able to change your doormat. Subhanak lahawla wa la kawwata illa billah. He told me to tell you, you must change your doormat. This is what the wife of Nabi Ismail, the first wife of Nabi Ismail, told the Nabi Ismail. So Nabi Ismail smiled. He looked at her and he said to her, My dear, if you do not mind, I don't mean anything bad. But the old man is my dad. Allahu Akbar. And suddenly she shocked. Oh, they uh, but I didn't know. I did a or attitude. Change the attitude. Stop the attitude. Put the attitude in the heart right. Do it because for the sake of Allah, then Allah sees in your heart the positivity. And Allah showers you with insight, with wisdom, with support, with, with barakah, with rahmah. And you become a decent, a better Muslim, Ya Rab. And I'm sorry that I'm saying this. I, I don't mean anything bad to the woman. Yeah, that's by your mans, but by your problems. But did the woman of the day ask the question in the what the qisa, what happened here with Nabi Ismail? So Allah granted Nabi Ismail saying to her, My dad said, you are the, the doormat, and I need to change you. Allahu Akbar! Subhanak la wa la quwwata illa billah. And Nabi Ismail did that. Because his dad, he know his dad is somebody who comes from Allah. He doesn't interact and relate to anything except for obedience to Allah. And Nabi Ismail then divorced his wife. Simply because she's been the type, could complain, 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 and only find complaints, reason to be able to share, to such an extent that she could even complain to him about his father. Ya la hawla quwwata illa billah. And the old man showed nothing. And she didn't even invite the old man in. She didn't offer the old man anything. She didn't do anything specific. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Allah granted Nabi Ismail to come back a second time. And this time when Nabi Ismail, Nabi Ibrahim, I'm sorry, Nabi Ibrahim came back a second time to, to Mecca. Allah granted him to come back. And this time when he came back to Mecca, he found his son married to somebody else, but there was another woman now in the house. Obviously, mother was not there now, but the son was not at home. When uh, uh, he knocked at the door and requested and asked about Ismail, the the, the lady in the house saw him and as an elderly man. She identified the fact that he he was not known to her, she doesn't know him. Immediately she she, she identified, she said to him, you must be a traveller, somebody new. Welcome, Ahlan wa Come in. She offered him something to eat. She went even to the extent to be able to say to him, "The fact that you've traveled, can I give you something? Eat it or hot to be able to put your feet in, in relaxation the from gerustig and easy said, make eating, drinking, enjoy himself and. She spoke uh, and when when Nabi Isma Ibrahim asked about Ismail She spoke about the positivities and the wonder and the greatness and the glory of the son of this person and his commitment for Allah Remember we saw it in the the, the, just before this how he was uh, nurtured by his mom to be a true servant of Allah And she only added to the beauty of that And and Nabi Ibrahim asked her How does he treat you? Allahu Akbar, she showed, she only expressed Beauty and wonder and greatness. So it's good talked about her man. She said, Ali, not that she had things on her, but she said her man, Ali waar good talked about the beauty and the goodness of her husband. Yeah, La la quwwata illa billah. And it so happened that Nabi Ibrahim says to her, if you don't mind, I need to go. If your, your husband comes home, grant him my, my, my love and salam. He didn't even, Nabi Ibrahim didn't inform, uh, he is the father. He didn't say that he was Nabi Ibrahim. I'm the father of Ismail. No, he did not. He didn't leave that message. He said to the wife, if you do not mind, if your husband come, grant him my love and salam. Convey that from my side. And tell him, I say to him, he must keep to his doormat. He must not change it. Allahu <laughs> Akbar walillahil alhamdulillah. I, I'm absolutely sure we can understand Why Nabi Ibrahim must be able to say to his son As a Nabi As with the one who comes with commands From what Allah says Says to his son Change your doormat. At the one sense And the other one says Do not change your doormat. Ya Rabb La Hawla wa Quwata illa billah It's purely saying to us When we get our children married We must be able to guide them Into what is a beneficent process of what is successful our children in the future, inshaAllah. So Nabi Ibrahim, came, Nabi Ismail, sorry, came later the evening, came home. And when he came home, he immediately sensed his father must have been around. And he engaged his wife again, like the first one. And he wanted to know, And uh, um, this wife was ecstatic about the idea of the old man. And, and, and she loved the old man and what she did to the old man. And to front, to front Nabi Ismail, what did you do? And she went into excitement Of more having to speak about The good of this old man and the old man this and the old man that Until She said that And he said um, Keep to your doormat, do not change it And Nabi Ismail said That doormat, my dear, that's you My father has just told me To keep you, and that is my father Subhanak la hawla wa illa May Allah grant khairan baraka. And we come to see The Rububiyyah is identifying when we are submitting to Allah in everything that we do.
1: Shukran so much for that The voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams In our program Madrasa On A Developing Islam In Me I'm your host Yasmina Peterson And if you have just tuned in Then alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh To you And I hope that you're going to be having a pleasant stay Now we are going to be heading on to our second segment Being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me But before we head on to that Sheikh, yes, a message that came through It's a question that came through via our WhatsApp question And it's with regards to when Sheikh mentioned About Nabi Islam. That is about to slaughter his son for Allah. Mm. So Nabi, Nabi Ibrahim, that is about to slaughter his son for Allah. So why is it that this the sword was so sharp? It would cut into the rock, but it could not cut into the neck of, of his son.
0: I think Shukan for that person who asked the question, Jazakallah, I think it's a very pertinent question. Um, uh, it's only obvious and I, I must admit it slipped me to be able to give that. And allow me just to say here. Yeah, that uh, the reason why that uh, the uh, knife did not cut the neck of the child is you remember what happened to Nabi Ibrahim when he was about to be thrown into the fire. And when he was about to be thrown into the fire and Allah sent Jibreel and Jibreel said to him, I'm prepared to help you, come do whatever but uh, and Nabi Ibrahim said and Jibril, I, do I don't need your capacity, your strength, your ability, your power with all the malaika, I, malaika that you can bring to me. I don't need any of you. I now turn to Allah. I now turn to Allah. And when he said that, I now turn to Allah in submissiveness to Allah, and I trust my Lord is going to be there for me, when he did that, Allah said, O fire, be cool, and bring contentment when Ibrahim land into you. (laughs) In this occasion, Nabi Ibrahim didn't say to the knife, I don't depend on anybody else. Nabi Ibrahim was in in total submission to allah and there was no malak coming around to be able to say to him this that and the other but as a script description of the mufassirin of what happened when the malaika saw in the skies what is happening to Nabi Ibrahim and his son, and they are submitting to Allah, then they cried and called out to Allah and begged you, Allah, send your mercy, O oh Allah, send your mercy to Ibrahim, send your mercy to Ibrahim and Ismail, they have submitted to your cause, they have shown rububiyyah to you, O oh Allah they were listening to your command executing, and they were both ready to be able to see that they submit so Allah said to the knife be blunt be blunt on the throat of Ismail. Allahu Akbar. Subhanakla. So Shukran for the questioner, And yes, unfortunately we need to go to the second segment.
1: Yes, uh, Shukran so much for everyone who participated in the program. Do note that you can send through your questions on 0722380712, 0712, where we're heading into our second segment being, I'm a Muslim, what is expected of me? The SMS line is also available on the number 47913. That is 47913. Shaykh, here is just a few um, more that came through, and I think this is more comments and what it is questions. It comes from the number 1317, that is still in our segment, Knowing My Lord. Asalaamu Alaikum. The, the Quran relates the story of the story and mentions Nabi Ishaq, not Nabi Ismail. Sahih Bukhari relates the Nabi Ibrahim only met nabi ishmael after he was married twice that is a grown man from which hadith book is sheikh's version shukran so i think maybe that in later on we'll definitely respond within this inshallah shukran so much
0: i probably can respond if you do not mind
1: yes yeah, sure sheikh you can um uh,
0: it, it, it is not uh, uh it is an error that the person i have who actually says to us uh, according to buchari it's it's imam um, uh, Nabi haq no 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 it's not nabi's haq um most probably you don't have the right book with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um just make sure. There's people who claim Allah makes it very clear it's in the Holy Quran, it's Nabi Ismail and not Nabi Ishaq. It is the Yahud who makes a claim that it's Nabi Ishaq. And there's certain people who claim themselves Muslim of the, of the Muslim Ummah who also wants to make it an issue of saying it's Nabi Ishaq. It's not allahu ta'ala and the reason why the yahood are claiming it's nabi ishaq is because nabi ishaq is their prophet according to them and they make an issue against Nabi say that in the hajra so they say he's a slave woman and because he's a slave woman this child is a slave child and nabi ibrahim had an intimacy with his son on a continuous basis and nabi ismail was the one who actually developed this kaaba with his father whilst being a young boy we haven't mentioned those things there's a lot of other things. And so yes, it is nobody else, only Nabi Ismail whom Allah has given this honor to. And his mother, Sayyidatina Sa- Sadatina Nahajara, the son Isma Ishaq was in, in, was a person younger than Nabi Ismail. He grew up in, 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 in uh, Palestine, in, in what we know today as Palestine. Um, and, and Allah Ta'ala has granted him to have other processes. Nabi, Isma, Isma, Nabi Ishaq was not slaughtered and did not receive that honor from Allah Ta'ala. That honor is only and sheer unto Nabi Ismail.
1: Sh- Sh- Thank you so much for that, Sheikh. Just before we um, conclude and go over to our second topic, here's another question that came through on our WhatsApp from the number 1942, Sheikh. It says, as What a beautiful program, mashallah. Please, did Nabi Ismail have children?
0: Yes, Nabi Ismail had children, and this is where your religion and my religion comes from. His children were the ones who actually had children, who had children, who had children, and out of that children came... The, the, the family of Quraysh and out of them came that great Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, the greatest person. So Nabi, Ibra, nabi, nabi, nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa is the great grandson of Nabi Ismail, which is the son of Nabi Ibrahim. Subhanak la hawla wa la which means we as the ummah of this Nabi have a direct link. To Nabi Ibrahim, Vaya Issan, Nabi Ismail, Vaya Nabi Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, may Allah grant Baraka. And yes, uh, we don't have the luxury for now looking at the the names that there is but inshallah we can probably give you the names that there has been of his sons inshallah
1: inshallah shukran so much for that shaykh and shukran for everyone who participated for now we are going on to our second segment of our program and that is i am a muslim what is expected of me so i'm going to be handing over to Sheikh ibrahim inshallah to continue where we stopped last
0: shukran for that one and yasmina um in in our last session uh, yesterday when we ended off the segment of uh, I am a Muslim so what is expected of me, we went on to the last aspect of the Karima Shahada. Mm-hmm. And, and and we looked into that Karima Shahada and we looked at especially the role of the Risala of the Nabi Muhammad, sallam, and specifically how we need to revere and honor this Nabi and recognize your strength and mine, your abilities, your submission to Allah and mine, is only because we are Muslim, because that Nabi has put in his effort and his commitment and his dedication, and he's of course why we are Muslim. So nobody can be Muslim, nobody will ever be Muslim, unless and until we follow the path of that Nabi Muhammad Wasallam. And most probably, I just need to add from, from my side here, after having said that, that was part of the things that we did yesterday and 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 i want to add the section that I that i feel i want to end off on this kalima shahada is the issue of everyone every one of us need to say this kalima shahada this whole kalima shahada and remember this kalima shahada consists of two testimonies in one a double testimony in the shahada tan, in the one statement and this statement becomes our statement our kalima, our kalima Shahada, but it has a double sense of the one time, the first time we actually testify to the uluhiyah of Allah, saying, Oh Allah, I'm ready to accept the fact that I will worship you, identify you as that Lord worthy of being, being a slave of yours, and I'm going to be a slave, I'm going to submit myself to do what you say. Right? That is what we say when we do the, say this Kalima Shahada on the first testimony and the second testimony. And I claim and I am going to be the person who follows this Prophet to the T. See that if he guides me, I do it. If he directs me, I will go there. If he shows me or if he exposes me to the understanding, I will follow his and I do not take note of anything or anybody else everybody else will not be worthy of his status he is the teacher for me the only teacher and if anybody else wants to teach me he must teach me what he taught me he muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. what he taught us that teacher must teach me that and if he teach me anything else i will discard any of the teachings because it's it's nonsensical it is wastage it is uncalled for it's of no value but if it comes from via muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, i will make it a, a major important fact to be able to say that i understand it and i will live it in my life so it's imperative for us to understand and this happened, but so this Kalima Shahada must be alive. Also, as we say, the fact that it comes from Allah, it needs to be alive on our tongues on a continuous basis. We need to live with this Kalima, it needs to be alive in us. And this Kalima is the reason why you and I are Muslim. Now, yes. Some people become Muslim and they see the beauty in this kalima and they submit themselves to this kalima and they, they want to live this kalima in their total life. You and I need to ask Do we understand this kalima? Do we recognize the depth and the value and the quality of this kalima? And do you and I subscribe to this? Are we saying, I am submitting my total self to this kalima and living it as Allah wants it for me to live? May Allah grant us to be true Muslims. It doesn't mean we cannot err. It doesn't mean we not going to make false and mistakes. It means as Muslims, our oh, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is going to be the only perfect being, the only perfect being, as a Muslim, to guide everybody else. But every other Muslim says, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we are weaklings. We are human. But we submit ourselves that we're going to do our extreme, very, very best. And I'm going to accept myself to the very best. I'm going to try my hardest ever to be able to submit myself to Allah and to follow the tariqah of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This last time the reminder. Everybody else enters into this deen and they submit themselves. You and I, when we were supposed to get to the age of taklif, mukallif, we needed to have said that moment. I an la Allah, I wa to anna I swear to I swear to I would to to give a reminder to all our parents if your child becomes the age of 15 and is not then say to him, say today, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammad rasulullah And if your son is or your daughters is mukallaf At the time when they become mukallaf Your daughters can probably become mukallaf from the age of 9 years old already Your sons can become mukallaf from the age of 13 years old already And if that happens to them, they become mukallaf Or you identify that they are mukallaf Because it's most, probably not an easy thing that they just speak and say It is mukallaf and akhi no, but when you identify and parents was big enough or intelligent enough is wise enough to identify that Ali from the the mukallaf and when he reached that age you say to him the most important thing you say to may my boy or you say my today my daughter say ashado an la ilaha illallah i testify to the fact that there's none worthy of worship except allah say that but don't say it like you said when you were a little boy a baby We'll see it from the, we say now now you say it with conviction and you try to let him understand what he saying. Teach him, let him understand what commitment is he taking, what submission is he does doing for himself, and what beauty can he take himself into, right? But remember you and I as mommy and daddy has been guiding him all the time when he was young. The so baby to as in Linkwen or Dazu know Ian out Ashadu and La ilaha Illallah uh, I said, oh, uh, yeah. you, you remember all this the way, the, way, the way they spoke Now this day when he's mukallaf We need to remind him And to give him Say to him This is the greatest gift For us for you this day Not the gifts that we're going to give you is in no sense a benefit This day the greatest gift Is the reminder of the fact That you entering this day Into Allah's path May Allah open the path That you and I may also if we did not were not there as yet today we say it today we prepare to say ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam
1: Shukran so much for that, that's the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams We are in our second segment, I am a Muslim, what is expected of me So you can send me your question if you have any questions On our SMS number 47913, alternatively 72 We are in our second segment still, and that is I am a Muslim, what is expected of me So I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah, Sheikh Bismillah
0: Shukran, Jazakallah <laughs> for that one, and Before the break we were busy on the segment of I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me and we came to the process where we ended off on to what is the position of a person that is Muslim in relationship to the first kalimah, the first uh, um, pillar of the pillars of Islam and I think for now we have expounded that in excess. Um, Most probably we will be coming back to that in more detail as we go along insha'Allah. May Allah grant Khair and Barakat to all of us. I want to take us back to, in this segment, we went to a hadith of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as part of the fact that I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me. We we mentioned the hadith of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he said to us, Buniyal Islamu Ala Khams. Shahada to Allah ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah wa qamis salah wa eta is zakah wa saumi Ramadan wa hajjil baytimanistata ilahi sabila In this segment, O oh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to us in this hadith, he says to us, Buni al-Islamu ala khoms Islam, the religion of Islam, is built on five factors. If those five factors is not in place, then unfortunately we cannot call ourselves Muslim. These five factors makes you Muslim and mine. Makes us of those people who can call ourselves as being of the Ummah of Islam. It is not the statement that what I'm saying here that make a person Muslim or non-Muslim It is just the fact that the Nabi said this For if a person does not do that he decides he doesn't want to be Muslim Na'udhu Billah. May Allah protect all of us Yes It is imperative that all of us strive to love Islam But loving Islam means we need to go out there and seek the understanding of it if you do not go out to understand you cannot live as a Muslim you cannot we can never live as Muslims because if it if you do not use the intellect given to us by Allah and we do not activate that intellect and having to seek the knowledge that Allah has sent us to this world to understand every one of the the people who were Muslim before us had to go and seek so everyone in our time must go and seek. And everyone in the time of our children in the future must go and seek. Because it's a norm for us to be a Muslim. No Muslim can be Muslim when he does it his own way. right? Doing things my way, unfortunately, is not making me Muslim or you Muslim. What makes you Muslim and makes me Muslim is that the Nabi says, there's five pillars that you must live by those five pillars if it is not there unfortunately you call yourself anything other you prefer it your life shows it i'm not making no statements i'm not accusing anybody i'm just saying to you our nabi our teacher your role model your guide your teacher who taught you and me to enter this deen. we cannot expect to call ourselves muslim if you and i are not prepared to submit to those five pillars right from its beginning until its end. And so we need to look into those five pillars and say, what is, what does it consist of? Where do I fit into this whole process? What do I do and how do I do it? What is it made up of? Yes, five pillars. But those five pillars must be unpacked. So do you understand the depth of those five pillars? Not the very depth, the basic depth of what it is So that you can say I must love this as a fart I don't have an option No, I don't have a democratic right to say Yes, but, and, and I have The only democratic right I have is to say an I've heard my Lord has commanded me And I'm prepared to carry out that command I want to love the Rubiya, I want to worship my Lord And I want to do that Remember that was in the kalima Shahada Which I said So now the second pillar is as-sala The second pillar is As-sala We're going to the second pillar remember we said the nabi says the first one is to recite the kalima shahada the second one is now. It is not the recitation of this Kalima Shahada. It is the recitation with conviction, with understanding, with feeding the vibrations of understanding. It compels me, it enforces me, it gives me no right to be able to decide for myself. It's total submission to Allah when I say this Kalima Shahada. So I've said it. So the saying means. I've understood what I said It affected my heart It it affects my brain It has an effect on all my organs in my body It makes me force myself To want to be able to be a slave of Allah In submission to Allah May Allah grant that to all of us And so the second pillar comes on And what's the second pillar? The second pillar is called Salah So one need to ask ourselves What does the scholars say about Salah? What is it really? And you know what they say, what is salah actually? In in, in, in our, if we speak about salah and was in front of what is salah salah yeah. is prayer. Making salah, sumbayang. Or making namaz. This is what we say is the meaning of the word salah. No. Listen to what the scholars say. The scholars of Deen, they say and I don't say no because no I, I reject that. Yes it is translated into the word prayer, or namaz, or uh, uh, um, uh, sumbayan. It is translated into those terminologies, but this isn't to what the scholars are saying. They say that salah is the relationship between man and Allah. The relationship between man and Allah. So I'm saying to you what the scholars are saying about this, this this thing, Salah. So you and I may ask the question, my Salah, is my Salah that I'm doing, is it truly a relationship? Is it a relationship between me and my Lord, Allah? Am I having an intimacy with Allah? Am I enjoying the moments? Wat you in the time of ons development situation where you must give quality time. To your children, you must give quality time to your family. Right? This is the way we speak. As partners, want I, we must understand the quality time. And that makes a great issue, yeah. But you can't get quality time. We crave any, be any, mama any. And and the quality time is important as husband and wife can't just go to the right path. And the quality time for the family, we must have it because we must force the family can have it. We must be together, support, and all that. The translation of the words, a relationship between us and Allah, means quality time with Allah, means quality time with Allah. So salah in actual fact is, how much quality time do we spend with Allah? And how much are we making the salah a relationship between us and Allah? Or is it up and down and kiss the ground? Now I've used this in terminologies for us earlier on, and I said there's nothing wrong in calling it namaz. There's nothing wrong in calling it sunba'ing. There's nothing wrong in doing that. But unfortunately, the term sunba'ing has become a, a almost a negative term, a connotation that's not positive, a connotation that leaves uncomforts. As he pursues now make you what what right is, and I say, and some buying is a getting done, right. up and down and kiss the ground. that is not salah. That is not salah. Now when I say that is not salah, I must probably make a crude statement. And you can probably ask the question, who gives you the right to say this? But let's listen, remember, I cannot say what I want. I want to be very really Take you to the moment, you and me, to the moment in the life of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where once the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sitting with the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in the Khalqah and as he sat in the Khalqah with them and he was g- trying to guide them for something, a person came into the company of his. And as this person came in, he entered into the masjid and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sitting in the masjid and they were sitting all around the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this person entered and went to the side and made two raka'at salah. And after his two raka'at salah he came and joined the crowd and said and said to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallamu Alaikum and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam greeted him back. After this we will carry on with the hadith.
1: Yes definitely Shukran so much We were in our second part of the program That was I'm a Muslim What is expected of me The time is now 22 minutes past the hour of 3 And we should be moving on to leadership in Islam And its progression But just before we move on to that Sheikh, Here is a few messages that came through From our SMS line That is from the number 4514 It says Salam, Sheikh uh, Please explain Nukalla for the male point of view There is so many single mothers That don't know when the child is so shukran
0: you can just I'm um, Matias am Shookan for that question, but allow me to just be into it. I was busy with the hadith. I just want to end to a certain portion of the hadith. I can carry on the greater part. When this Sahabi, as we said of this person, who when the Nabi said in the halqa at the masjid, and a person came in and made Salah, Sunnah Salah, when this person came in and made his Sunnah Salah, and he was completely Salah, he came to the group of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he joined in, he greeted, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam responded back to him by saying, wa and as the Nabi said this, the Nabi responded, carrying on by saying to him, Irji' fa salli fa salli. I said to him, go back and perform your salah over, for what you did was not salah. I hear the echo of the Nabi saying these words to you and me in the modern day and time. So I'm going to end there with the hadith. It's, the hadith is not completed. I'm coming back inshallah tomorrow with that part of the hadith because we need to go to the other s- segment and the questions that is on the, uh, the this part of the of the uh, that, that has been asked here. The mother asked the question what uh, that they want us to be able to describe what is mukallah for a boy when the mother is the only one rearing him. Now the reality is we should have been reared with the understanding what is takleef not when the children is mukallaf, but prior to that because we all became mukallaf, and we we all went through certain things and so yes if you are not or have not been fed you should have been fed through the process of a dad who's supposed to be there or a male figure who should have been guiding you as a, a your dad as the uh, the mother of your children you're the mother of the children but your dad should have guided you to what is taklif for your for your sons when they become uh, your sons or your brothers or somebody else should have been there and we should have been able to take it there we know the circumstances of our community today with no disrespect and I'm not eating at you my dear sisters please I understand and yes I am going to respond what makes a boy mukallif is the fact that the moment he meets up with wet dreams for the first time when a boy gets wet dreams he becomes mukallaf. so yes when a child gets a wet dream we need to remind him you have now become mukallaf; you are now adult in the sight of allah and whenever you get a wet dream you need to take a shower because this is a normal reaction a girl meets up with a khayyid, and that we all understand that with girls with a boy it happens with the moment he gets his first moment that he has a wet dream but now there are certain things that happen before the wet dream comes you know your boys and if you're a mother who takes note of your children, you will see immediately he's now spending much time in front of this, the mirror and he's very much concerned about the comb and the hairstyle and who like and if it is and will all the and he's very much aware of the fact that, that these other the opposite sexes around. At that age he starts Now that could be at the age of 13 already and he, as, as the West are saying, he's now sexually active is he sexually active? Me? He is sexually active because he is mukallaf. Allah's given to him the responsibility. A woman is mukallaf; she's a responsibility on her neck. Comes when she meets up with a khayr the first time, and from there onwards. And a boy, it happens with him when he comes with the first process of leave through wet dreams. When he gets a wet dream for the first time, and he gets the excitement of having to be with a, a woman and all that, and being in the company of women. And so we must be able to have the necessary knowledge parents when that happens to our children, so that we can guide their minds and their action, and they can be set blunt to the world out there and not react appropriately. And so the knowledge of taklif for every mother and father is a necessity, is a fart if you have a son, or a daughter, right? So may Allah open the path for all of us that we come to realize the expectations of knowledge that we need to have to nurture, because nobody is a mum, he a mani or a pani as genuine your duty skin in Islam and you me. Again, I've said earlier, the food that you give to your child, the washing of the clothing, the and you haven't given to your son what he deserves. When you help in nurturing him, in guiding the mind, in guiding him to the sirat al mustaqim, then Allah will reward you abundantly for what you did to nurture him. And when you're in your qabr the day, that child is going to make dua for you. And when he is obedient to Allah, that barakah comes to you in your qabr, to you and to me. Now, billah. may Allah open the path for all of us. So, the subject matter of taklif is yes, an important thing. The other things, the other must probably uh, things that I can uh, remind uh, us about. It is a time when the child starts to get the bat khulu now, or the now, comes clear. Because when the moustache begin to clear what it means, means uh, he, his body goes into changes. And, um, like the moustache, the hair grows under the arms. The hair grows under the uh, under private parts, right? And so, hy moet gelewe toe om homselfs te maak. So, amal dies norm, they, and they all go together, and it's part of the educational process of developing our sons to become men tomorrow. Mother opened the path for all of us
1: inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Uh, just on that note, with regards to what Sheikh was mentioning, there's another message that came through from the number two one seven in the city. salam Sheikh. Is there a difference of Mukallaf and Baligh?
0: The word Mukallaf and the word Baligh is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You are Baligh, responsible. Uh, um, when you are mukallif, you're only mukallif when you are baliq and you're only baliq when you're okay. so That's so
1: much. That's two different that.
0: terms for the same thing.
1: Shukran so much for that. We're heading into our last segment and that is Leadership in Islam and its progression and she is going to be continuing where she stopped yesterday inshallah. Sheikh, bismillah
0: Jazakum <laughs> Thanks very much for that one auntie Yasmina in yesterday's segment on the last part of uh, leadership in Islam we went to a new topic we went to the topic called, the subject called communication. And, and we try to be able to just understand it is something that comes from Allah. Communication is not a Western thing. The West has used it, the, the West is making a use of it. The West, the West put the effort into realizing how important it is. But it comes from Allah in the Holy Quran and Allah reminds us and Allah shows us through many ayat in the Quran the importance of communication. And what goes in it and how it should be unfolded or unpacked in our lives the West are taking it to what they call the the, the, the world of business uh, um, where, where they in the businesses they make sure that communication is a true development and so that it can benefit the business what would it do to the life of man if it is brought into the life of the Muslim it's been is a lesson from Allah and his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it comes very clear through there. And it's a necessity that we the Muslim ummah, through the need for leadership and through the need for development and growth, and that we recognize we are not there where we're supposed to be in Islam. We lack so much. We are in more darkness. All of us are in more darkness than light. We need to start to realize what is the things that we lack in, and we should be striving to get out of the dark into the light. We are all on this sirat al-mustaqeem, but we allow ourselves to have gone there. I'm not saying to insult. I'm not saying to ridicule. I'm saying this because if we cannot identify this, we're going to remain there where we've been, must probably be going to go back whilst the world is moving forward. But if we want to be Muslim, as Islam has shown us, we're supposed to be the leaders of the world. We're supposed to be the advice to the world. We're supposed to be those who teach and show others what Islam is. This issue of communication comes from Allah. If it it comes from Allah, is it Islam? It is in part of the true Islam and you and I should realize it's a necessity it's a fart that we need to go and study the subject of communication so that the subject becomes a reality meaningful and that we can grow with it. that and so in this subject we dealt with the fact that Allah mentions in the holy Quran we mentioned the Surah Surah Ar-Rahman where Allah speaks to us in Surah verse number four and Allah says That He, Allah, the Lord, the Rahman, He created the creation, He created the mankind and gave him the skill of communication. Taught him what is the skills and the subject matter and what is the details that needs to be in the process of communication. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. So does Allah Ta'ala mention things in the Qur'an superficially? Hypothetically? Does Allah tell mention things in the Qur'an by the way? Or just to say it because Allah will it say? Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. If it's not imperative, if it's not a necessity, it's not important, it would not be mentioned. Only because it's that important, Allah sees the need to remind us in this Qur'an So that you and I can become Muslim to the extent of realizing how important it is that you and I need to develop in this world right? So part of the development part of that leadership is to come to recognize communication in Islam is a necessity So what does it entail? What does it consist of? The means of communication we said, Allah mentioned to us in one of the places in the Holy Quran, and Allah says to us, Rajim, Bismillahi Rahman Ya Amanu and Allah addresses the purple person who believes. O oh, you people who believe, Be conscious of your Lord Allah. See that you apply sound communication please see whenever you communicate, whenever you leave a message, whenever you interact with others, that you leave about sound communication. And the word "sound" here doesn't mean sound in the stem, but was It's sound it's in perfect and good and righteous communication. We said something that's explicit to the point, exact, exact, but also enhancing a, the side of letting people feel good when you when you share your message with them. May Allah grant khairan to all of us. That we recognize that sound communication is an imperative part. It's a fart, a necessity every Muslim must develop with. We must recognize I don't have it. It's not within me. I haven't developed with it. Now some people, do, as we said, they deal with it in their businesses. right? And they call the corporate world. They apply it in the corporate world, but when they come home, they don't apply it no more. Yes, they've taken it from Allah and His Rasul, and they've applied it there and they develop it further for them so that they can see a b- b- best grows for them, right? But do you know that our ulamas writes on the subject? Do you know that the our Nabi sallallahu alaihi is the base and the guide thereof? Do you know the ayat of Allah on the subject? hawla. Allah says, "Wa sadida." Then Allah makes a statement. As if, in my words, this is what I might interpret. As if Allah says those two words, those two statements at the beginning of the ayah, when Allah says, "Ya ayyuha amanu," O you people who believe, when Allah addresses us, and Allah speaks to us, and Allah speaks to every one of us, Allah says, "Ittaqullah," be conscious of Allah, be conscious of Allah. Wakoodu kaulan sadida, and see that you apply sound communication. The two sub, the two matters. The one is consciousness of Allah, and sound communication is something that needs to be blended with one another. It must be blended. It must be part of a formula collective to one another. These two things is a necessity of life to make life meaningful and successful. What would say Allah Taala? Allah makes a statement. Allah has first made the the the, the, the Allah first given the command, which you and I need to be able to say: Are we there or are we not there? And need to see recognition that when we say we are there or we are not there, see that we apply in accordance. May Allah grant us to be of those. Allah says, "Yuslih lakum amalakum." Now, this word "yuslih lakum amalakum" its the translation is your deeds will become righteous your deeds will become righteous righteous but let me interpret it for osakapse means so osakapse means prat osetal it was for stand was osetal and a kid just somebody deep meaning as osetal prat wie wat sê allah hulle sê dinge gaan regkom dinge gaan regkom hoe baie sê osie ek wil nie hê hey, dinge moet regkom dis so makata my lewe my goed is my dinge se so baie dinge se daan alhoos is yus lihlakum a'malakum as jy wil hê dinge moet regkom twee dinge is it's the base of it the two things is one that you see that you are conscious of Allah and secondly that you apply sound communication allahu akbar and Allah says, and only if you have those two things there, if you have many things that's positive besides that, yes it could add positivity but without those two things don't ever dream that things will come become righteous, Moni don't that things will come at it will because those two things say Allah because Allah us and Allah knows what meeste nodig het and Allah guides us for what the best is and Allah says for us, if there is no sound communication and if there is no uh, uh, consciousness of Allah, moet nie droom dat dinge moet rechtkom hier. Het gaat ligsoen rechtkom, en sy taan vir julle, vir julle, opportunities gee, en het gaat dinge maar weer, weer op en down, up and down. Na'udhu billah, in this ayah, Allah says, I promise you, say Allah, I promise you, wat jy hier moet rechtkom, I promise you, het gaat rechtkom, wanneer jy die twee iets sal doen, en nou jy die liewe win. Allahu akbar. So how important is con- how important is sound communication? How important is it that you and I apply or understand the sense of what the importance is for communication? And if we think of leadership, we see the need to be able to bring positivity in our leadership. And it obviously says to us, as Zangani had reiko minahat kana positive device. So corruption, destruction, distorted, dirmaka, dirmakata hotas will be common elke dhanusaliva because all apply me, consciousness from Allah, and all apply me, sound communication. So, yes, the understanding of the word uh, uh, communication is broad. This is a specific part that Allah says colon sadid and colon sadid means to choose your form and be so explicitly good and appreciative and caring and compassionate in the way you bring over your message. Right? And not to break down and not to say yama, and not to be able to blame everybody else. In communication, in sound communication, one comes to realize that I need to listen to myself, I need to think before I speak, and I need to be able to look at what do I do when I leave the message on other people. Not ask him what vadun In sound communication, is all about vadun eka eka
1: Thank so much for that, Sheikh. We are in a final segment of the program, and that is I am with leadership in Islam and its progression. But before I hand over to Sheikh to continue with Sheikh, stop loss, Sheikh, here's a message that came through, rather a question that came through. It says, "Salam, Sheikh, you mentioned on Tuesday regarding Professor Mom and Dad that it's not the father's duty to provide financially. Please explain. Not sure if I heard prop- uh, properly. And then also another one says, please explain sound communication." The same
0: from the same listener, okay. <coughs> um, I first want to say thank you to that to that listener for having to be able to say that. Yes, um, I did something say something to that effect. When I say I did say something to that effect, I did also expound it a little bit deeper. I didn't say that uh, it's not his responsibility. The fact that the father needs to go out to seek uh, financial assistance for the family or development or growth for the family. That is a necessity. Right? And, and Allah didn't put that responsibility on the mom. Right? So no mom is supposed to go out to seek because the responsibility for a mom to be able to be a person who is a mother is greater than all the work out there. It's a heavy load, it's a major load and it's a very... Revered load in the sight of Allah, and she will be rewarded great rewards. The fact that said 27th of my family has spent it so if she is a woman that's been at house at our home at the, rearing the family and guiding her family along and guiding them away and being supportive and giving them all the love and care and uh, nurturing them to be on the right righteous path if she's done that to a family then the reward by allah is a billion times greater than the greatest female professor who earns billions billions of times greater than that by allah if you can understand, because today in the female world, it's all about the and it's the responsibility. The responsibility should be man, hay, mudhan, umtahad, But if the wife is at home, a mother, her first job, she sees that as the most important job, and her job is to be the real mother of this family, and puts in 99% of her effort into that job. Allah her grants her great, great rewards for herself, her life a qabr a dunya and akhirah allahu akbar la hawla wala and so yes the major responsibility of the father is not the understanding him with help and now what i meant when i said this because we live in a day to day but the meeste van die vrouens maak a issue van die hy verdien nie geld nie as hy nie geld het hy he left his own he left his family in Makkah he left his he left his she didn't say that their life is a lesson to us that a woman must not be able to understand that the job of the man is to bring his no his job is to nurture this family his job is to see that he is the father that he is a sultan in the house and his wife give him all the support and she guides him and let him say ma kiri leave from so on come from come he was he held was he held was he held was he held and as any care is now will say talaq and was it dear she was that is not islam you are very very far from islam as a woman then so that is what I'm referring to. Don't dream that die manse job as hy moet Allah tala? Allah says, when it comes het you the woman, it's not your duty to get the risik. The, the manse duty risik Hy moet uitgaan om risik te soek. Hy moet gaan, en as Allah tala vir jou na manste, moet jy as Allah het die. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi the creation, sy sy for ons. There was times for three months long, three months, and say, the man and the so, man the man, gesak. Die man, weer man gehoed, had never man, and man, and and the whole period, for three months long, no fire burnt in the house of Muhammad Sallallahu to be able to feed his families that wasn't the responsibility the Nabi's duty was to nurture the Ummah to nurture you and me so every father has the responsibility to be the Sultan of the family and the duty of the wife is not to make the life uncomfortable and unbearable or use that as an issue to be able to say as say for Din Manera, she must appreciate. So long so say, she must be hard So long as she works for Allah, say her she must break her back for the sake of Allah to be able to serve that husband. As long as he's obedient to Allah, as I I don't want to catch up. A prati funny man what ni catch up ki he is Mr. vali As he must vali wake, as he must be wake. Now can't say for you to go fast because he is wake. And as I say, you will wake in the morning, because the the norm is no man supposed to say, yeah, I can't find a job doing. a are hundreds of jobs which he can do, and there are jobs which he can't do. Nie. So you must see, generally, say, I can't find a job do nie, and next analysis. But whatever you can do to earn money, make Allah give you barakah. Right? And you don't, you don't have a PhD degree to earn money, because some people who has a PhD degree is finding healthy. And some people don't have any degrees, فَدِنْ دَيْزَنَهُ So Allah, says, we believe, Allah says, wa We give rizik to you as parents and to your children. And on the other ayah, it says, وَنَحْنُ wa We give rizik to them, your children, and we see to your rizik. Allah sees the rizik. So whatever Allah Christine owns, my words was just to say, when it comes to the husband, let us not believe the husband must be the breadwinner in breadwinning. When it comes, <laughs> you need to bring the breadwinner in. And then the woman can say, most, and most, and most, and most. That is not Islam. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to be able to think in. in remember, our duty is in Islam to mention the positive and the negative. I'm not here to want to fight anybody. Now the Billah, like I say this and I want to repeat this and I will repeat it over and over. I live love everybody. But do yourself the favor if you are Muslim, go to the Quran and see if this Quran speaks about the positivities only. It speaks about the positivities and the negativities because only when you recognize your negativities, when you can admit to that, there's space for you to grow, there's space for you to develop, there's space for you to be a benefit for, you, for yourself and for others. But if not, if you cannot see the negativities, if you can admit to the negativities, growth is not possible.
1: We are in our final few minutes of the program as well as our last segment and that is leadership in Islam and its progression. So I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue inshallah. Bismillah, Sheikh.
0: Shukran JazakAllah Khair. Um, that was the last questions that we have answered.
1: Yes, Sheikh, there shukran. is no other questions shukran coming shukran through at the moment. Khair.
0: So yes, Alhamdulillah. Um, I want to just say again to our, our people out there, thank you very, very much to your questions that you've asked. And, and, and yes, it's irrelevant, we understand. We are not here fighting anybody, we want to say to understand. My job and duty is not to be able to insult anybody, and I am not trying to give anybody a negative answer, or negatively respond to, or give a negative impression about certain sexes or things like that, no. Our duty is to understand Madrasa is where you are taught the positive and the negative. And you cannot under- we cannot understand the positive unless we identify the negative. As human, we are bound to err so quick and we so quickly fall into negativity, and negativity becomes so quick to us if we are not reminded or, or if we are not shown, if we cannot identify it. We almost live in it and we do it normally and we love it as common. Forgetting it's a necessity that we need to be able to remind. Listen to the words of the Nabi sallallahu Wasallam wherein he says to us, If any one of you as a Muslim any see, time see any wrong, then bringing change to that is a necessity. So how do you bring change? If you don't open your mouth and you don't speak about it, can we bring change? We might never know that we're doing wrong things. So we are not here to be able to speak ill but we are speaking about the negativities As a reminder of what you say That is negative, let me recognize that negativity So when anything happens in life I move to the positivity, right? But we cannot only just put the positive on the table And not see the negative Because we so quickly fall into the negative Shaitan, if we are not going to put the negativities on the table Unfortunately Shaitan is going to offer our children And our family all the negativities And they're not going to know what is negative But they're going to live it now the May Allah protect, right? So yes, this is unfortunately how the life is And Allah Ta'ala uses the Qur'an Telling us as the positive and the negative Whenever Allah means since Jannah Allah makes sure that Allah has spoken about Jahannam Whenever Allah means since Jahannam Allah makes sure that Allah speaks about Jannah When Allah, even Allah speaks about the uh, disobedient people Allah makes sure that Allah speaks about the, 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 the obedient people Whenever Allah Ta'ala shows people who have been off the path allah guides us to those people who is on the path whenever our nabi sallallahu alaihi wasam spoken about negativities he makes sure that he speaks to us about positivities when of the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasam has shown us a, a positive quality he shows us also the negative quality this is Islam this is the educational process that needs to happen in Islam we cannot want to say I must only one must only listen to the positivities without the negativities for in development of the human being in this world to be able to be positive for us for future, we must be not ignorant of, but it must be very, very clear, the understanding of the negatives as much as the understanding of the positives, if we do not mind, right? And so yes, I'm saying this with total love for everybody and care, and may Allah grant khair and barakah as we go along in this world. We on the issue of communication, and we've spoken to us about the ayah of Allah Taala, where Allah Taala says Wakulu Kaul and Sadida, and we said Allah Taala says to us Yuslih lakum aamalakum. The first statement that Allah Taala makes in that verse Allah says, Things will become righteous. The Afrikaans Afan is Danga het reek kom. En soos ons gesê het in we normally in our life says this words commonly Ek wil net hê danga moet kom. It we heard this amongst our forefathers and our mothers and our brothers and our sisters and our uncles and our aunts and our parents and our grandparents. It was a common statement in the life of all of us. We all hear them saying. And most probably we also say at times, Ik wil net moet It's so common, it's it's part of our life. Now Allah and diverse, Allah says, gaat in consciousness of Allah the second one is sound communication and then the other thing that happens is Allah carries on in this verse I was probably a uh, I think there was one of the people who asked the question about sound communication what does it yes. consist of
1: yes what does it mean Chief? what does
0: it mean I need to say to our listeners this word sound communication is as we go along, we'll be able to deal with so much, and so it is not a something that you can take. Communication is that means that I communicate with you. Simple, very, very straightforward, right? Ali, Ali, is a don't, but a for and yehi for That is communication, right? And um, uh, 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 it's, it's been done in what we call a mutual format. Communication: something, I tell you something, and you tell me something back. Now. It could be simply the way I pull my face could be communication with you. And you have a feeling with that. And so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says to us, part of positive communication is to put a smile on your face. When you put a smile on your face, you make other people feel good. So it's your positive communication that you make other people feel good. And So they feel good, you make them feel good They feel positive Or if they feel good about you And they in turn make dua And give a response back to you By having another smile on their face So if you want to let the world smile at you Smile at them If you want to see positive come from the world You po- you feed the world with positivity um, Just realizing as we want to go on into this program uh, We've reached to the moment where we need to make dua Reminding you of our excursions that's coming down and our, our, our uh, workshops that's coming. And don't forget about that. Um, Let us make the final dua. Recite suratul asr together. اللَّهِ <laughs> Subhanakallahumma wabihamdik, nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik, walhamdulillahi rabbil
1: alamin. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Sheikh Shukran so much. Very informative program. It's 4 o'clock on the Dot. From myself Yasmina Peterson, we bid you assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
0: Wa alaykum assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.